Hello and welcome to Brand Week, the podcast. My name is Al Manorino. I am a senior producer here at Adweek and senior producer of the Adweek Podcast Network, which you are listening to right now. With me is my co-host, someone who has dealt with me for over four days now at this point. Five days. Five days. And uh, yeah, just my my second in command, my I don't know, co-host, I guess, at this point, but it is John Heil, GM of Podcast. What's going on, John? Not too much. What's going on, Al? Uh, nothing. I'm still sweating in, in the Ad Week suit, my last day of doing trivia here at Brand Week, and uh, I'm ready to put on normal clothes and sweat in those. I'm ready to see you not in that Ad Week suit, for sure. Yeah, for, for a long time. So before we intro our guest, uh, why don't you set the stage for what we're doing here today at Brand Week? Yeah, just wrap day four. I uh, I loved all the content that I saw today. You know, all the sessions on stage and the theme itself is great, but it is very hard to say. So I'm going to try to not trip over my words. It is culture cultivators was the theme of the day. And uh, with that, why don't you uh, intro our guests? Yes. Yeah, so our first guest, one of my favorite people at Adweek um, is Adweek social editor, Sammy Lambert. Sammy, what's going on? Hi, I'm your favorite person. No, I said one, one of. of. Well, one of. He's very careful with that. I took it as favorite, so I'm going to live fine. in my truth. Yeah. Take it, take it however you want. Um, and our special, guest, our special guest today is content creator and strategist Abraxas, also the coolest name I think I've ever heard anyone have. Uh, Abraxas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, do you guys hear that lovely voice? It's incredible. It's very nice. Yes. Thank you so and much, everybody. Abraxas, maybe a first question. Can we get like a language of origin or the origin story of that name? Um, yeah, it's, it, this is really funny. Because this so, might be surprising. You're the first Abraxas I've met. This is, this is the thing. I've met, an, I met another one. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, only online, though. They were like, your name's Abraxas, too? Um, so my dad is a Santana fan, and Santana has an album called Abraxas. Um, and then my dad got super into the album, and then did all this research on what the name means. And the name is of a very, very, very old god. And the god was the god was called Abraxas. And essentially, Abraxas was the god of all gods and essentially the god of balance. So I always say that my name means balance, all in all. That That's is it. what a good answer. Wow. And <laughs> <laughs> I Can that just be the podcast? Yeah. That's a wrap. It's a wrap. Let's go. <laughs> That's so now that we have the backstory on your name, can we get the backstory on you and what brought you to Brand Week this week? Yeah, for sure. So for me, I've done so many things throughout my life. I'd say um, I used to work corporate, um, worked in strategy. Uh, for a company that I'm not going to say their name, but I worked in strategy and Google it, um, had a pretty awful time there. It just wasn't for me and ended up being a content creator. Um, it started for me in audio. So I started using things like Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces. And before I knew it, I was one of the most followed pers- people sorry, on Clubhouse and uh, the most followed person in Europe. And before I knew it, I was working with brands like IWC, Ted Baker, um, Amazon Prime. And it's just been go, go, go ever since then. Um, and it's quite a cool time to be a content creator. I have to say there are so many mediums in which you can use voice and text and pictures. So for me, I would say I'm a new creator, but uh, I take it, I, I work through it in a different way. As I said, I'm not the traditional 16 year old that's gone viral for doing a dance on TikTok. So um, <laughs> I kind of look at it a bit of a, a more holistic fashion. And Sammy, um, so you brought Abraxas here. I was uh, going to say, I was waiting for him to be like, 
Sammy brought me here. Yeah, Sammy brought me here. <laughs> I am here because Sammy told me to come. Um, you brought Abraxas here as part of the Adweek Creator Network. Can you yes, talk a little bit about the Creator Network and what the work that you've done so far and what you're hoping to do with the Creator Network for Adweek going forward? Yes, I would love to. So we launched the Creator Network at Social Media Week at the CVAs, the Creator Visionary Awards, um, which I think Steve Aoki won the award at the time and we heard of him yeah i don't know if you guys know who that is is like little indie artist um <laughs> we launched it right before he launched he won his award and we got a bunch of applicants a bunch of cool creators who wanted to be involved with ad week so i kind of started there um and we're basically uh creating a network of content creators that we can leverage in all aspects of what Adweek does. So events, magazine, we have online articles. It's kind of this new um, initiative that we're taking. If you ever have been to an Adweek event or read anything on Adweek, the creator economy is kind of taking over marketing right now. And we talk the talk and now it's time for us to walk the walk. So I brought four creators here. Abraxas is one of them with his magical voice. Um, <laughs> the creators also span the ones that we brought here. And I think a lot of them are on the podcast already. Yeah. Yep. They span across a lot of platforms. So Abraxas is mostly Twitter spaces, as he said, in Clubhouse. We had Robin, aka Girl Boss Town, who's a TikToker. Tara Nolan, she's mostly on Instagram. And Lonnie's another TikToker. Um, he's not on the podcast, but maybe you'll see him on our socials somewhere. Awesome. So this is our first time bringing creators to an event. I think it's going pretty well. They've created some really cool content for us. Um, and they've also hosted a lot of little interview sessions that we're posting on our channels. So I'm really excited to have a debrief, look at the data, and see what comes out of this. And I'm really, really excited to bring more creators to events in the future, because now I just have so many ideas. I think it's going to be a really exciting. Now, we've talked to a few Adweek staff who were moderating panels. We've talked to the creators, as you mentioned, and we've also talked about people on stage, guests. You are not really doing that when uh, we're doing these events. You are man on the street, person in the green room doing all this social content with your social team like talk to us about like what it is to like cover an event of this size and reaching out to you know this creator network to kind of make sure you can capture that whole event and that vibe yes i love doing social for events even before i worked at Adweek, i did a lot of event coverage if that's for like festivals or um video shoots, music shoots, things like that. Uh, it definitely helps to have a team. So our team is awesome. We have Jay-Z and Gabby who work with me too. So we kind of can divide and conquer different platforms. It definitely helps to have creators who can go out and do interviews and collect content for me, which Abraxas did today. I actually haven't looked at the videos, so. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. I, uh, did, I did one with Abraxas. Did yeah. you? Yeah, okay. it was good fun. See, he's really, um, I don't know, I guess, talking to a wide variety of people. Yeah, just trying How to grab as go? many, it, it's so much fun. Yeah. There were so many people that were like a little bit scared and tense. I was like, come on, it won't be difficult. We're just talking about theoretical physics, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, it was, it's been so cool. And for me, it's allowed me to meet people that have done a whole manner of things around branding. There were some jobs in branding that I, somebody who was just all about typography, like that's all they did. Like I just deal with fonts. And I was like, okay, well let's talk about that for a little bit. So I've got some great content that's gonna be, uh, 
super cool for everybody to see. Have That's, to in- introduce that person to Gabby. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking because yeah. she does social design and she's into typography. And also it's great as a social media manager working an event, having content creators being involved is really having someone doing your job for you. I was going to say, it's got to be super helpful, it's right? It's amazing. Like they're posting Instagram stories, they're tweeting, they're posting recaps on LinkedIn, they're making TikToks that I can then just repost. Exactly. And I'm like, this is making my job so much easier because I have less content to create as one person. Um, they're also so dynamic and have amazing personalities. I mean, their whole platform is based on their personality. So it's great to be able to share that with other people at the conference. And everyone here has had such good, uh, I don't know if the word's reactions or uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, good feedback about the creators that they've been meeting. So it's been awesome. That's excellent. Yeah. So one kind of through line that I've picked up on over the last couple of days is that the expansion is the expansion of brands that are using creators as part of their advertising strategy. And so a couple of the ones that I've heard about in the last couple of days are like away suitcases um, using influencer marketing and uh, and an auto manufacturer as well. That that kind of seems like not like the core when you think about like back in the day, right? It's makeup brands, it's clothing brands, all of that. So Abraxas, what's the most kind of atypical? brand you've worked with that's sort of on like the the new age of working with creators for me i have and I've, I've been preaching this my favorite brand to work with so far that seems to just get it right every single time and understand the creator ecosystem iwc schaffelsen they're a watch brand um, that have been around for over 100 years and they just they get it they get it. Like I, before I even say it, they've said it. Before I even pitch it, they understand it. They, as a brand, have always got their finger on the. They, I think they just bought a board ape. Like I think really and like yeah. And I, 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 I that's think not what I'm, the typical watch companies. Do you know what doing. I mean? Like that Rolex is, does not have a board ape. Exactly. So they are just getting it. They're a brand to watch. They are getting it right. They're moving at the pace of culture. And that is what you have to do to stay alive for 100 years, in my humble opinion. I feel like at this point, if you're a brand and you're not working with content creators, you're kind of falling behind, Um, especially in this last year and after COVID and after there's been this boom of creators. It's just the direction that marketing's heading into. And even at these kinds of conferences, so many people in the audience have questions about how they can work with creators more. And it kind of takes the guessing game away from a company saying, I don't know how to build a presence on TikTok. It's like, you don't need to know. All you need to do is find the right people to work with and they'll make the content for you. It's like almost easier than people think. And so Braxis, do you think that most brands that you work with, you sort of, you know, with IWC, you, you said they know what they're doing. They come to you with ideas and you just kind of agree and roll with it. Is, is that the case with most? Or, and and either do the brands always have an idea of what they want to do and you or do you not always agree with their vision? So that's the cool thing about them. When we first started working together, we had to kind of build trust and rapport. So it was like, hey, are you comfortable doing this? And I'd be like, yeah. Okay, but would you mind if I did it in this style? Yeah, for sure. Now it's completely different. Our, you know, our relationship has sort of evolved to them being like, we would love to do something around this or I think of something, send it to them. And they're like, no to this big yes on this like okay. how much do you think it will cost let's get it done and that to me is like the next level of creator i think level one is you just kind of you know hey i want you to post something on your instagram or whatever it is or host one room level two is slightly different where it's like okay i'm sitting in the middle here and i'm working with you and we're working together and then level three is where it really gets interesting it's like okay what do you want to do 
because you've earned that trust with the brand and they know that you won't deviate from, you will do your own thing, but you won't deviate from their core source of messaging. And that's where it gets fun. For me, long-term relationships with brands is how influencers, content creators kind of survive and build their name. If I have 10 brands and it's all long-term and that's it, and it's all long-term deals, I'm happy. That's good for me. And how long does it take to get from intro to a brand to that kind of level three that you were talking about? Oh, this is the thing. I think it depends on the person. Okay. Um, as I said, I am did a nine to five, did all that stuff and did a nine to five in a very weird sort of Wall Street. It's a very weird world where, you know, difficult place to kind of cut your teeth into to get entry and it's stressful. So I normally go to these brands with a level of sort of, you know, this is... <laughs> This is what my stats are, very detail-oriented. So once I give this over to them, they're kind of like, holy, this is cool. We've never really dealt with an influencer or a creator that kind of has it all together and kind of... So once you have a certain level of professionalism, right, and you build trust, I think everything is good. But if you are younger and, you know, it can, it can be a little more difficult, but that's the one thing I always say. Come to the tape, treat it like a real job because it is a real job. It's a real job, guys. It really is. <laughs> I hate when people roll their eyes when you say influencer, content creator. I mean, yeah. not that I am one, but I work so closely with them. And people who just still don't think it's a real job are just annoying. Yeah, you have tough. to make sure they're getting the respect they deserve. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's 52 weeks a year, you know. It really is. I talked to some of my, job. I talked to some of my old colleagues and I'm like, so what's that like? You just, you know, you just do whatever you want. I'm like, no, no not at all. Like, <laughs> it's not just like pictures from the beach. You know and, you know. Like it's really, it's, it's quite tough. There are some things that are very tough about it. Some things way easier. The freedom aspect is great, but there are some things that you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from. Like that's a, you know, to live in that kind of environment takes a different kind of person, a different sort of human being. On the other end, you know exactly where your paycheck's coming from, but your freedom is kind of, and that's obviously what you're giving up here. So it's a, it's a, it's a tightrope. You kind of have to walk it. But yeah, when people roll their eyes or do the, the, quota- the air quotation marks, that's what I hate. I'll, I'll break your fingers. Stop <laughs> <laughs> What's your experience like as a content creator coming to an event like Brand Week? Obviously, we know that you are creating content for Ad Week. But when you're not, when you're jumping in the sessions or networking, like, is this the right? Do you think this is the right place for content creators to be? Yes. Now. I, and this is a big yes, because as I came here, I wasn't too sure what to expect. Um, I'd been to like weird things like economic forums and stuff, three days of boredom. And the really interesting thing about that is I got here and the energy was completely different. People were just, you know, mingling and saying, hey, and, you know, I work in, the, you know, as I said, for me to meet somebody that works in typography is dope for my brand, right? Because you think about it. Content creators are their own brand, so to speak, right? And we're on the precipice or the cusp, I should say, of something very cool here. We've just seen FaZe Clan IPO. That is insane. A group of people that were playing video games have IPO'd. We are businesses. We will be businesses. This is just early days. So to be here and look at these brands that are doing such amazing things and talk about how sound is interesting and very important in a brand, for me, this has been life-changing. And I cannot quite explain in words yet because I'm still digesting Pharrell talking and Kevin Hart and you know I even had the great task of sitting down and talking to um, your CEO you know Juliet Morris which was insane like I'm a content creator that gets the chance to sit down and talk to CEOs this is what you what Adweek are doing here could honestly change the way creator 
creator groups, creator collectives uh, are done in the future. This this should be and ultimately will be, I think, a blueprint for many others. Uh, so far, so good. Wow, we love to hear that. I'm literally about to cry. <laughs> yeah, so Sammy, so to distract you from crying, yeah. um, talk about, you know, as I mentioned before, you have a whole social team, you have these content creators. Like, what is it like to try to cover all of this? Yeah. It's not just sessions on a stage or workshops and lunch. It's There's so much more. There's, there's parties, so there's networking, there's all like, not even like what the strategy is, but like, the scope, the scope of it all. It's truly insane. I think, as I said before, it's really good to have a team. Like Jay-Z, our, my boss actually, she takes, I mean, she's like the smartest person I've ever met in my life oh, yeah. and she works harder than anyone I've ever met and is the best boss I've ever had. I'm not just saying that because I'm working here, but- um, Jessa Ferris. Are you gonna Twitter. ask for a raise in a minute? Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Jessa Ferris on Twitter, uh, she sits in every single session, takes aggressive notes yeah. in real time does Twitter threads and LinkedIn posts in real time with photos. So she's handling a lot of like what's going on on the actual stage. And I feel like I get the amazing privilege of going off stage and getting more behind the scenes content, which is what I have a lot of experience in and also working more with vertical social video, which I think is the future of social right now. Um, so I get to do things like talk to a lot of the speakers in the green room, get a little um, like takeaways from their session, get things like that. So like today I got to go talk to Kevin Hart, Kristen Cavalieri got to bring in a creator to talk to her because she was way more suited to talk to her. And in those aspects, I'm not selfish. I'm like, you talk to her. I don't need to talk to her. I've worked with celebrities in the past. They're super awesome. But you can definitely see the connection more between two people who actually have a lot in common and it comes out in the content. So I think that's the future of working with creators at events like this is covering things like getting creators to talk to speakers who have similar interests so we can get the best type of content out of this. Um, I think covering things like sponsored happy hours and master classes and taste of brand weeks where they give out swag. Um, there's yeah, lunches, there's so many things, nighttime events, and you can do kind of a variety of things, a mixture of tweets and Instagram stories and TikToks and there's like so much you can do and I'm actually really inspired by this event to kind of change the way we're going to cover even the next event so every I haven't been working at Adweek for very long it's been like six months and events just came back in person so every event that I go to is like truly inspiring and I have one million ideas for the next event so I think it will honestly just keep getting better and better but yeah I've been running around I mean that's why my voice is gone I run around all day every day you go from uh taking a video of a speaker and then you run down to a happy hour and then you run to get swag and then you moderate a session and then I'm interviewing attendees so uh it's a little bit of everything which I love actually it's amazing it's you uh you said six months it does not feel like that you feel like you've been like an integral member really? of Adweek for so long because Stop. of all the work that you and your team are doing. That's so nice of you to say. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. All right, guys. So we don't want to keep you here much longer than we need to. So it is time for session swag lunch. Who wants to go first? Me? Okay. My favorite session today was a masterclass. This is going to be so 
a duh moment, but it was called More Than a Tactic, Making Creators the Cornerstone of Your Marketing Strategy. Of course you liked that one. <laughs> and it was with someone, uh, Adrian. I'm going to butcher her last name, but Lahens Lens from TikTok. Um, and they were basically talking about how you need to have creators as part of your marketing strategy. And the marketing strategy doesn't begin when the creator posts the video, but actually way before that, from when you first start interacting with the creator, like in the very beginning. So if you put a comment under their post or if they mention your brand, which I'm not going to lie right now, since our creators have been posting so much, we're getting other content creators messaging us and commenting on our posts on Instagram and TikTok. So I already know we're going to end up working with them because that's the first like touch point of us working together, which is awesome. The network is working. It's amazing. I'm like, honestly, so happy and proud and yeah, just insane. But yeah. And we, they also talked about how, um, the data points you should be looking at. And something that was really surprising is we usually look at things like followers and engagement and reach. And they said to actually look at the link in bio stats. So like how much their link in bio is getting clicked on something I didn't know about. So like I'm learning so much and that's something I'm going to start asking for. Definitely. Yeah. And then what about swag? Oh yeah. Swag. Uh, what's a cool thing I got? Um, Oh, group blacks happy hour. I got a really cool speaker. Not only does it look cool, but it's like a working Bluetooth, Bluetooth speaker. speaker. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I love music. So I was really excited about that. And, and most importantly, lunch. Lunch. Today for lunch. Oh, there's mac and cheese today at our lunch. And I realized, okay, first of all, the staff lunch is different to the main person lunch. So it, yes and no. It's just, um, I think it's the same food, but they, we switch the days. We, no. Yeah. We get to pick the days, uh, which is so inside baseball. I love that. We keep talking about it. Okay. I got mac and cheese brisket. There was ma- macarons, macarons, macaron, macaron. I just say macaron. I just say macaron. Don't cancel wait, wait, me, please. Wait. Abraxas, can you say? Yeah. It? Can you say it? Macaroons? Yes. Yeah, it's so, much <laughs> I, 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 so much better. Yeah. I, I, I actually don't like them. I, I'm not a fan. I, I don't really? Care I don't care for them. Yeah. Like People are like, oh, that's my favorite dessert. I'm like, have yeah. you tried dessert before? <laughs> <laughs> but they're pretty. They are. They yeah. do look. Aesthetically pleasing, the taste, I'm not here for Wait, it. Wait, I Sorry. love them, so I was so happy. Okay. But yeah, that was what I had for lunch today. Excellent. I'm going to go next. All right. All right. Session swag lunch. Uh, my favorite session, kind of cheating on this one, but it's a future episode of CMO Moves with uh, people that were talking. They, it's kind of like a continuation of their session that they had, which was uh, our very own Shannon Miller talking to Jay Livingston, the CMO of Shake Shack, which was fantastic. Great conversation. It's going to be a future episode of CMO Moves, but they talked about the intersection of brand and culture and society. Uh, We've had Jay before on our podcast, not this one, but uh, the business of marketing on the APN (laughs) Adweek Podcast Network. And uh, yeah, he's such a smart, talented guy who did not like go to school for like business and marketing, but had so much life experience uh, that he was able to like learn everything about it. And it's very interesting. So that was uh, technically not a session, but one of my favorite sessions. Uh, I also opened for Kevin Hart guys. That was pretty cool. Not many Uh, people have that on their resume. No. Opened for Kevin Hart. I'm going to put it on my resume. Um, And then favorite swag or activation. Uh, Very cool of ad week, just to toot our own horn, but we have this beautiful brand week coloring wall, which is very cool because all of these people are coming up and not just coloring it and or leaving their names or trying to promote their businesses, but like they're, you know, kind of making it their own with the, the colors that they're picking. And like I saw one of the buildings put someone put 
from Target, someone put a Target logo on it. Like, so they were, you know, a little more uh, creative with that. And that's kind of what we're trying to do with it. So that was really sweet. And then for lunch, uh, yeah, that mac and cheese was banging. I put some bacon bits on it. It was really good. All right. So my favorite session of the day was also a podcast episode. Spent a lot of time in this room today. And so this was an interview between Colin, the host of Young Influentials, and Ameka, who's the VP of Sports Marketing at ESPN. And their whole conversation was around expanding what it means to do sports marketing at ESPN, that it's not just marketing to, you know, the OG, you know, football fans, NBA fans, and all of that, but actually expanding what sports means. So it's, you know, the sneakerheads who love NBA, like, you know, athlete aligned sneakers. It's the people watching the 30 for 30 documentaries. It's fantasy football players and kind of everything in between and just expanding what it actually means to be a part of the broader, like, sports, uh, like organism ecosystem, uh, swag. I did double dip on uh, one of the vendors upstairs with the stuffed animals. So I've, I have a puppy at home. I mentioned this yesterday and I got him a, a, a rhino to match the penguin that I got yesterday. And he's going to absolutely destroy that when I get home. Cute. The seal's also really cute. The seal is so cute. If they're back tomorrow, I'm going <laughs> for a third. <laughs> and, and lunch, your, your most important, uh, part of this and lunch I've been sticking to just like a dessert overview except the brisket and mac and cheese was so good today that that was the highlight from lunch excellent now Abraxas, Abraxas. take what us off for us so my favorite session today has to be building a lasting legacy with Kevin Hart um, there was one word he said and having worked in finance prior to this it kind of made sense to me but I remember when I first got into finance it didn't ownership it didn't make sense. He's like, in my community, the word ownership just doesn't, it doesn't really exist. You know, you may own a puppy or what, I get it, but ownership of like a brand or ownership as an entrepreneur, like ownership of stocks, like this, this word is so important. And I didn't quite realize how, you know, my past and working in finance really kind of equipped me to be ready for the creator economy. I can have conversations about ownership. And if I see perpetuity on a contract, I'm like, unless you're paying me forever money, then I will not be signing this contract, <laughs> right? So that's one thing that really stood out to me. Um, Kevin Hart, and it was, he's super funny. He's just got this gregarious nature about him. He's funny, he's witty. Um, the one thing that made me sad is that I was hoping he would, you know, this is why I'm wearing my fit today. I was hoping he would see me and be like, hey, you know, if you've got a question, you know, I'll raise my hand quickly in my, in my fit, but it never happened. So that okay. was my favorite session. You guys can't see Abraxas, but he's wearing like the most fire fit. It's a fit. He has it's like a, a supreme black hoodie on and yeah. this white, vest white tactical vest um, i was going to ask what, what do you call it it's a tactical vest a tactical what's vest. the brand of the vest the um asrv they are a gym wear brand but they don't make this anymore oh. they only made a black one and a white one and i wear it to festivals so it's actually meant to you put your phone and your wallet here when you're running you zip it all the nice. way up and there's a camelback uh -huh. hole in the back so i can have oh, like that's very it's cool. so, that's so useful cool. that's very nice. in the middle of the, you know the desert of coachella when you're dying of <laughs> dehydration <laughs> it comes in very handy and it's stylish and what shoes are you wearing i saw them i'm wearing one. what am i wearing i'm wearing oh i'm wearing uh jordan ones oh, jordan. but these are a special pair they're called the rookie of the years nice. um and they're basically um, a pair of jordans that are so <laughs> jordan wore when he got the rookie of the year award um a kind of similar color like a suede kind of brown kind of deserty colored jacket so they made sneakers just around what he was wearing on that day wow. but there's a secret thing on the inside of these that i'll quickly show you guys so you've got these little wing bits here if you look at the one on the right it tells you the year that he was a rookie 
and also shows you how many points you got and what his points per game were. So these wow. are like wow. these are like OG ones. A lot of people have been like, dude, you've got the rookies of the year. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys this fits next level. Seriously, uh, I, I'm also disappointed that I didn't get to meet Kevin Hart because I was dressed in a in a custom ad week suit, and I'm like, I mean, this is just great branding. Let's let's, let's do have it. me take a photo with this guy. When and, he says uh, custom suit, it's not like ad week once. He's like covered in the I'm ad week logo. There must be like a hundred ad know. weeks on him. That's, that actually should be a game. And we should be like, oh, oh, how, guess, many? Guess how many? Guess the amount yeah. of that we spent on Al's suit. You look like a NASCAR driver. <laughs> Only sponsors that's that week. It that's was similar to like um, Kim Kardashian at Fashion Week when she did the Balenciaga tape. Mm. <laughs> that's what it's like, but it's just black and white and not yellow. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So favorite swag or activation? Favorite swag. I have to give this up to Group Black. Now, there was some other swag that I got, which, which I was like, oh, this is super cool. Thank you. But... We're at an all white, so we happen to wear, everybody's wearing white at a yacht party, right? Casual. Casual, you know the vibes. <laughs> the usual Wednesday night activity. Yeah. And, and boom, we get given all these fans and it says group black on them. The yacht party starts to get a little warm. Everybody's, you know, having a dance. Some people are throwing it back, it's getting crazy. And everybody takes out these fans. We're all wearing white and these humongous group black fans come out where the group black branding is just so big and bold on the front I was like this is so smart they stand out they're in every single picture I'm keeping that fan as a reminder of like how to how to brand in a very unique way subtle but very unique way so that's my favorite the boat was really warm <laughs> so everyone like was begging for these fans so I think useful swag is the best kind of swag you can give out absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. and what about lunch Lunch. Okay. So my favorite thing, at, it's a two prong question here. Sorry guys. <laughs> here we go. So my favorite thing at lunch, did you guys have the passion fruit cheesecake? Oh no. Yeah. Wait, is it, I think that's what we had. Was that oh, today? Yes. That was yeah. today. That was very yes. good. I it was great. I did have that. You I didn't have the You had to get it from downstairs lunch. Yeah. I had about six of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good call. I had about six of them. It was great. It was great. But my actual favorite lunch, there were some very intimate lunches that were happening. And if you know, you know. If you don't, then. But this is why I you've got to be know. here. This yeah. is why you have to be here. So the very intimate lunch that was put on by Creative Ladder. So shouts out to them. So these secret lunches are incredible. And I had the chance to sit with the president of the Harlem Globetrotters. Like insane. Just giving, giving so much game. You know, I was able to just sit there and ask questions about how to rise through the ranks. You know, what to do. Incredible. And now we're friends on LinkedIn. Anytime I've got a question, like, what? Do you know what I mean? And then the second, the second person that was there that just, I was just in awe of, just so much knowledge, is your CEO, um, Juliet. You know, just sitting there talking about it was so grateful to me being there as a creator. So these secret lunches and secret meetups that happen at Brand Week, like this, like this thing that you guys have, guys have built is kind of crazy. Like, I and because you're working it, it may be a little difficult for you to see, but there's just all these things happening. So that has to be my favorite lunch. I just have to say two things. One, One I'm pretty sure they're, I know they're like secret lunches. I'm uh, the official title is VIP, VIP lunches. Yeah. No, I, um, I honestly, I think we, we, should have, re we have to rename them yeah. secret lunches. I was going to say, I think we need to rename them secret lunches. It's yeah. so much more fun. And second of all, I think what makes the ad week creator network different from other brands, creator networks is not only are you making content on behalf of ad week, but we have a really special position where we can align creators with brands low key 
just through osmosis and also directly, like I'm introducing you or adding you to emails, but also just from being around an event, you're meeting, yeah, wildly successful people. You're meeting people, you're meeting huge brands, you're meeting the CMOs of big brands. And it's a really good way for creators to um, align themselves with future collaborations. And I think that's what makes this creator network a little bit different and cooler and better, may I say, than a lot of other networks. I think, let me pull up the tweet from um, Yes Jules, who was a speaker on day one and also a content creator. She's really dope, by the way. She's super cool. Did you see her in the Yeezy glasses? She has the Yeezy glasses, people. Like, I, I think she's so dope. She's worked so hard throughout the years to build so much cultural capital for herself and her brand that that's the kind of connection she has now. You know, she's working yeah. with Yeezy from what I understand and the glasses look incredible. What a place to like advertise them as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like super, super cool. She Very said, cool. her tweet was, and this is the last thing I'll say, I'm so sorry. I know no, you're to go. fine. She said, if you're an influencer who makes a living off brand deals and you aren't at ad week, you are truly missing out. Do you not like money? Question mark. <laughs> and then she has like a little sad face and a crying face. Incredible. Well, we are actually going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, but before we go, uh, we would love for both of you to plug yourselves. Sammy, I'm sure you're going to be plugging a lot of ad week stuff, but you know, tell people where they can learn more about the creator network, where they can follow you and ad week on social and just tell us all the good things. Okay, everybody, follow Adweek on all platforms. We're at Adweek on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm trying to think of any more. Um, you can follow my personal channel. I'm not as exciting as Adweek. I have a pretty normie social presence at Slambert, S-L-A-M-M. Great name, though. Thank you. It's Slam Sammy Lambert. Yeah. But it's two M's, S-L-A-M-M-B-E-R-T, um, Slambert on all channels. And... Yeah, check out the Creator Network, Adweek's Creator Network, adweek.com slash creator dash network if you want to see who else is in the network and who we're going to get involved with. Um, if you have any suggestions of people who you think are going to be amazing for our network and are so on brand for us, definitely send me a DM or email me. I would love to hear about it. And yeah, I think that's all I want to plug. Amazing. And Abraxas, where can people find the content that you are creating and learn more about you and how they can be working with you? Good question. So for me, as of right now, um, TikTok and Instagram. And to find me, my at is A-B-R-A-X-A-X-S. And that's throughout all platforms. Um, so, And I'm pretty much on all of them, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, everything. Um, and ultimately what I'm trying to do, I'll just mention it, is I'm trying to be the leader of the big quit, the great resignation. All these people that are leaving their jobs to find, you know, find out what they actually want to do. I want to be the leader of that space. So if you have any questions, as somebody who's navigated from Wall Street to the influencer slash creator market, shoot me a DM. I am more than happy to talk about it, more than happy to give you any advice I can. We all have to start somewhere and we all have a skill set that we can use that people would be interested in seeing. So yeah, shoot me a DM. Excellent. You can hear Mr. John Heil on this podcast, uh, which we'll be doing for the foreseeable future. Uh, We'll have future episodes with uh, select sessions from this event, as well as 
Brain Week Europe, which is coming up in November of this year. Very excited. And John gets to be on more podcasts. So I know he's very excited about that. You can find me at Al Manorino on Twitter and Instagram. I also host Ad Week Presents for the Ad Week Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening to Brand Week, the podcast. Tomorrow's episode will be our final recap episode, and we are specifically diving into Web3 and the metaverse. So definitely check out that next episode. Sammy Abraxas, thanks so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Brand Week, the podcast, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino and John Heil and edited by Lane McGibbony at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.